0: super catchy song can't help but jiggle hey guys welcome to a bonus episode of making it to market the podcast where we talk about everything related to taking your product or service idea through to commercialization i am dahlia good morning so episode 19 we had karina kolfi's uh CEO on, Amin Singh, he basically told us the whole story of how they took his mom's uh, recipe for Kofi and made it a national brand and continues to grow it throughout the United States. So uh, very interesting story. A lot of people can relate to the immigrant story. Um, We had a couple conversations that I thought were valuable and pulling out to be its own bonus episode. One was where, you know, episode 20, we talked about Uh, how to choose a broker do you even need a broker how to work with them but today's uh, bonus episode is more about should I produce inside my business should I be the manufacturer or should I outsource and how do I make that decision and what's the best strategy for me so I wanted to give to his input on that so take a listen So I know that you talked about like outsourcing and using a co-packer. What, how did you, like, what did you look for in a co-packer? Is there like advice you can give to other people who might be looking to have their product made and get that kind of support with a, you know, another facility like that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, co-packing is a, is a, a a pretty good decision for a lot of brands because it takes the whole manufacturing thing out of their, out of their uh, headache, out of it. I mean, we are, we used a co-packer in the beginning simply because we just didn't, couldn't meet the demand ourselves. Right. Um, And we're no longer now co-packing our brand. We're making our own product of course, but we're even now looking at being co-packers ourselves. So if anybody's out there listening to this um, that's looking for, you know, a co-packer such as us to make frozen novelties, we're, we're, we're available to talk to, but finding a co-packer, you just want to make sure they, make what you already want to make, meaning they're in the same business of, of product uh, that you're looking to make, that they're not going to be new at this, right? So it's not like you're not going to go to a hummus manufacturer and say, I want you to make me ice cream, <laughs> right? Uh, because they don't have experience with that. So you want to make sure they have experience making your category of product, number one. Uh, number two, depending on, you know, your size of business, You know, you want to make sure that they can make the quantities that you really need um, because there's different levels of co-packer that can make small batch to large batches. So you don't, you may go with a very experienced co-packer, but they say, well, your first order has got to be 10,000 pounds. Well, you know, you, you may not be able to sell through 10,000 pounds very quickly in, in, you know, your first go around. So you, you want to make sure you can work with people that are willing to, test out small batches with you, uh, in the type of product that you want to make, but a good co-packer with a strong relationship with them and a good term sheet, uh, can take you a long way. And there've been a lot of brands that have been, uh, and sold, uh, without ever having their own manufacturing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've come and gone and sold to big strategic buyers, uh, in, in the matter of, you know, five to seven years, And um, they never had their own manufacturing and their product was entirely co-packed. So that can be done. uh, And it, and it, and it works out really well for those folks, but it also can be a big headache because you may have to work with multiple co-packers through the career of your business. And uh, because one co-packer may not be enough, you know, and if you're shipping across country, you may have to have different co-packers in different regions just to save on freight costs. And also, making sure all those co-packers are making your product consistently too with the same, uh, consistency in terms of recipe and process. So that's important too. Um, so there, there are challenges to working with co-packers in terms of product quality. And if possible, a lot of times you want to hire somebody that's at the co-packing facility to watch over your products production. Hmm. So that may be something you might want, especially if you have something that's very, uh, very specific or special or unique that that's not, you know, like an ingredient or a process step that is not typically what's done, then you, you, that would be a, an investment you might want to need to make in terms of the co-packing um, the co-packing operation.
0: I didn't even know that was a possible, like, I didn't think that was a yeah. thing. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It is a thing. Yeah.
0: What about like, as far as their safety or their health inspections and things like that like is that something that you look at too or
1: in in regards to our own manufacturing or co-packer
0: no co-packer
1: yeah absolutely so obviously those are some things you got to you got to verify which every co-packer should readily have available as their food safety audits certifications all of these things they should be uh within the you know within the industry standards all right, so for food, you've got I think SQF. Uh, I don't know what SQF stands for, but it's it's one of the standards for um uh food safety and quality um uh certifications that most retailers abide by or look at whenever they're uh vetting a particular brand or manufacturer to to sell product from or or to, you know, uh so they, you want to make sure that they have all of those things up to date and they have good scores, and uh, most of them do.
0: SQF is uh, safe quality food.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: For you guys, and I think this is a question that a lot of people are faced with when they're manufacturing something. When should they go outsource versus keep it in-house? I mean, that's like an operational expense that's intense. So, like, what advice do you have to people who might be in a similar position where they're making a widget of some kind? And how what advice do you have for them as far as when to outsource versus to stay in-house and build their own factory?
1: Good question. I believe you always look to outsource first. Um, Because if you're starting something like a brand, brand management and brand development in and of itself is a full-time job. It's going to require almost all your time to do and manage. Um, so you would only look to manufacture your own product or set up your own manufacturing. If you feel that there are no solutions, outsourceable solutions for you. Hmm. So if if your product is so unique, that requires a unique kind of tooling or a unique process, um, that nobody can really do without significant investment. then that's when you would have to look at doing setting up your own manufacturing. But if, you know, and if also you're one of these people that are just paranoid about somebody stealing your idea, right? So there, there is that risk. Um, but, um, a lot of times when you're, if you're worried about that, you got to really kind of think twice because for a co-packer to steal your idea is not good for them. So, um, they're in the business of co-packing. they, thrive and and off of the fact that they get recommendations from people and word of mouth you know and and bring continually bring new brands to their facility to make products for so for them to steal they're not in the branding business so you know especially in food you know that kind of thing I don't know how often it happens I've not had our product co-pack but I would assume it would be rare for reputable co-packers um, because they're in the business of making products not branding products. Uh, and that's a whole, you know, those are two separate uh, areas of, of a brand is the manufacturing and then the branding. So, you know, um, that's, that's a research you'd have to do. If you're depending on the kind of product you're making, do I co-pack? Do I make my own? But I would first start with the co-packing. Is there anybody out there that could make this for me? Because like you said, that is a significant hefty expense that if you can avoid having to take on, Um, like you said, because everything that comes with that um, setup is a whole separate operations. You know, manufacturing operations is a whole machine unto itself. You know, you've got to have the right team of people. You've got to have production employees. You've got to have management and supervisory positions. Uh, You've got to deal with payroll. You've got to deal with health insurance, all these things. Um, And so, that's a big undertaking and B you have to do your homework and your math to see what is that cost really going to be. And what is that, what is that scaled cost going to look like as I grow and scale, what are my expenses going to grow to and how many, how much sales do I need to, to keep all of that running. Right. So that that's like, you know, why did we go manufacture instead of getting co-packed? Well, we actually, we initially started exploding in Costco. We did look at co-packing, but what we discovered was, the front end of our product, um, the making of the mix, nobody was willing to do or could do. They weren't set up to do it. It was too totally unique, totally new uh, in in its process. So we, we felt well, best probably for us to do our own and and do that. And we we did the calculus and said, you know, if we grow at this rate and we can we have this capacity, then I think we should we should be able to manage this and do this, you know. And then. Now, you know, to supplement a lot of that um, growth capacity that we currently have that we have yet to utilize We're we're also looking to be co-packers ourselves. So if there's anybody out there that wants a a novelty stick product that, you know, is frozen on a stick, we can make it uh, and we can use the downtime and the line time for that.
0: I might invent something. And do that yeah go for it's it like that's all i do is <laughs> come up with ideas like not or not most of them are not good but i'm just <laughs> a, i i'm like envisioning some like ideas now <laughs> thanks a lot to learn more about amin singh and his business check him out on instagram facebook linkedin and their website karinas.com hope you like today's bonus Hey, if you guys want more of his story check out episodes 19 and 20 where we kind of go through how it all happened if you guys like case studies we've got way more coming down the pipeline and a lot of storytelling so I hope you're liking our making it to market podcast because there's so much more to come